under cold Midwest skies. Something lurks through the dark. From the rolling hills to the flatlands, they move through the fields. They are cryptids of the corn. And we're live. We're back with Justin and Jay. All right. Today, guys, we have a really fun episode for you. But we're going to do some front of house stuff real quick. Uh, we're actually in a room to record now. It has Bigfoot tracks, a handprint, my Sasquatch books, my Lake Monster books, all kinds of stuff. There's a Mongolian deathworm looking at me and a hodag. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, we got Bigfoot art on the walls. There's a lot over. of Bigfoot art on the walls. I had a lot. We're getting inspired. Uh, there's a Loveland Frogman poster. Uh, and then nice. I got Strange Ohio coming. They'll be behind me. Um, so hopefully this sounds a little better. You shouldn't hear trucks anymore. If you do, <laughs> that's a different problem. <laughs> Somebody uh, crashed into the building. But yeah, so big news for tonight. Tonight is, so we also partially run the Hardin County Bigfoot Society, uh, and we're having our Christmas party tonight. We got all kinds of stuff. We got raffles and door prizes. So Jay went and did the raffle stuff. Uh, he got made an eight foot tall Bigfoot silhouette. Galvanized steel, rebarred, reinforced. This thing is just a monster. It's huge. And then he got a two-by-two, two, like, uh, like a Bigfoot uh, frame box or something, you know? It's yeah, a like little a, scene. Like a little silhouette going yeah. through the woods. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to try to win for my window out front. I think that'd look really good out there. I, thought, I agree. Um, you can check those out on our uh, Facebook page. Yep, they're up uh, They're up on the Facebook page. Uh, I will When we go out tonight, I'll be out there about 2.30 or so. Uh, I'll put a picture of me standing with it or something, or Jay standing with it, so you can see what we look like. If you're like our friends in Sweden that are the nicest people, uh, shout out to them for our awesome picture again. Yeah, that is wicked. I've gotten a lot of compliments about that. I still, I still enjoy just looking at it from time to time. So next week is a pretty big episode. We're gonna do the big questions of Bigfoot. So we already kind of have a little bit of a working list. So how that's gonna work? Me and Jay are gonna we're gonna have the same question list. We're going to research them separately and kind of interview each other about them. So we'll each have our own little information. And probably it'll probably be the same on a lot of it. Some of it we may find different stuff. So that'll be kind of the fun part about that. Uh, so, but if you guys have any questions that you think we should cover, you know, I'll have the email listed again with this episode, the Facebook page, and we have Instagram now. So... Put the question somewhere on there. We'll find it, and then we'll try to get it in the episode. Um, and this week, as long as everything goes to plan, we'll have two uploads. And Saturdays will be special. I can't ruin it for you. But we're going to step out of the cryptid realm a little bit and do a little bit of paranormal. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. And so stay tuned. Yeah. There may be more than two voices. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Uh, that's a little bit of foreshadowing. So what's special about this episode is Jay did all the research. I don't know the stories. I don't uh, As far as, you know, I may know some of it, but he, you know, he didn't talk to me about any of the research. This is Jay's episode. So a change from, from the norm. But, uh, whoa. Do you want me to tell the not dear story? As he just yeah, sure. drops stuff. You should. So Jay was looking at some ideas and he's like, oh, I found one thing that, you know, was kind of neat. And I'm like, was it a not deer? And he's like, how did you know? That was what I was thinking in my head. And I'm like, I just am not good. So I am telepathic. I believe it. Um, at, at this point. So just so everybody out there knows, if we meet in person, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and you're all awful. <laughs> but, um. So, I think 
Do we have anything else you want to say before we get started? Um, I think that's all on my list. Yeah, that's that's good. It's good coverage. Start off. We have chairs and a desk now. Yeah, it's I know. Weird. It's, We're not sitting on my couch. Yeah, we had a different environment here. It's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. It's more professional. Yeah. <laughs> and we are getting new mics. So yeah. Another thing is, me and Jay are sharing a mic. We've always shared a mic, and I got it from this little podcast kit, the start kit, which is nice. It does its job. Yeah, it works. But uh, for a little bit more money. There's a lot better sound quality, and I guess I'll spoil the surprise a little bit on one of the things. We are almost to 100 plays. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, we got to thank you guys for that. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I didn't think anybody liked listening to me, in period, uh, <laughs> let alone 100 times. Uh, J- you know, Jay doesn't talk as much as I do, so I get why you guys would want to listen to him, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know me, I mean, you're the talker, I'm the observer most of the time. But uh, so we're we'll, we're gonna celebrate. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna do a Christmas giveaway. I may wait a bit because we just gave away the other one to Mike Seals. Oh yeah, uh, the Woodknockers. And I will. Uh, Mike has gotten a hold of me. I'm not gonna be able to mail it this week. I'm gonna have to mail it next week, or Jay will mail it next yeah. week, or whatever. Whenever we can do it. Yeah, we will get it out to you, sir. Uh, I have your address and everything. We'll get it taken care of. But I'm looking at mine right now. Is up there. So I kind of got the biggest one for myself. But they only had one. Otherwise, I'd have bought. I'd have bought two. Uh, we got my <laughs> Bigfoot cast collection. We're looking at. But we'll celebrate. I think our big number. We'll celebrate. I'll give something else away, or we'll give something else away at 200 plays. Oh, all right. So a little bit of podcast background for you guys. Most podcasts never break 200 plays in their first season. Like why they're doing it. So if we can do that, I'll give you a, I'll buy something, give it away. Or, uh, yeah, I'll, we'll do it. We'll find something. I'll get something. Oh, cool. yeah. We'll figure something out. I may send you a Bigfoot cast. That might be cool if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, the, I got a Bigfoot handprint, and that's probably about the coolest one because you can see the dermal ridges on the thumb in the middle finger and you can see the fingernail on the thumb the middle finger and the pinky so i like that we could even have something custom made too yeah i know we do got a guy that does stuff yeah so that may be something else we look into yeah so all possibilities are endless They're all in front of us all right now i'm turning the episode over to jay all right so what what's the topic tonight okay the topic tonight the cryptid we are going to cover is going to be the Defiance Dog Man. Defiance. I was close. He guessed earlier. Uh, he guessed a uh, Bowling Green Dog Man, which was pretty dang close. Oh, like 10 miles? Yeah, 15 pretty, miles? Pretty close. Yeah, not too far. So Defiance is uh, about, what, what would you say, about 40 minutes southwest of Toledo, maybe? Close, yeah. close to the Indiana-Ohio border. It's on the Maumee. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a, yeah. It's not too far from us. It's probably about, you know, what do you say, 45 minutes yeah, from us? It's probably about the same from us to Toledo. So it's not too far from us. Uh, so let's jump into it, shall I'm we? excited. Oh, and I want to say, uh, in doing the research for this, uh, I, I'm i a, a big uh, advocate for YouTube, so I like getting on YouTube and doing a lot of research, watching a lot of videos and stuff, and I came across a channel that not only covered the Defiance Dog Man, but they also covered uh, the Loveland Frog Man, which I thought was <laughs> a, co- a pretty cool coincidence. And their name is, uh, I wrote it down here, Society of the Supernatural. So shout out to them. I don't know if they're still doing research or still doing uh, you know, any work on this in this sort of stuff, but go out and check their channel out on YouTube. They got some pretty cool stuff on there. All right, so let's get into it. So, uh... The Defiance Dogman, or Defiance Werewolf, he's been called both. This story comes back from July 25th, 1972. And you can get on Google and research. There are newspaper articles of this uh, published, so it's in the uh, public forum, I guess you could say. So the story starts out, um, a railroad worker named Ted Davis was doing a night shift at a railroad yard. He was working with an air hose or something between a couple cars, and... He was looking down, and in front of him, down on the ground, he saw two big hairy feet with claws. And he looked down, and then when he looked up, he seen what was he described as a werewolf or a dogman. He said he had fangs, hairy from head to toe, and 
but it was wearing a pair of, and I've heard conflicting reports on this, it was wearing a pair of blue jeans or a pair of overalls, like denim overalls. So, what was the what was the conflicting reports? Was it saying different clothes or no clothes versus clothes? So, I've gotten, uh, I guess the the some of them I saw, they described him wearing clothes. Some of them they didn't mention it at all. So I don't know, like. So in my mind, I guess so. I don't know the story at all very well. I think I've heard the name. But I have never done any research into this. So in my mind, the big difference between a dog man mm-hmm. and a werewolf is a werewolf is a person that transforms into this creature. I think dog men are just... That way that's their the creature. That's a creature. Gotcha. That's just in my opinion. So I guess the clothes is the... more. Where, that's where you're splitting is... More leaning towards werewolf. Right. If you're... Because that's a, that's a person... But I've, yeah, I just my two cents. Which I'm gonna, I, I'm sort of leaning towards a werewolf on this one after you and the research because it's that's just what it seems more to fall on that line mm-hmm. to me. Um, and he was also described as his holding when he saw him, either a two by four over his shoulder or just a big piece of wood, like a big stick from the forest or something. Not only is he gonna claw you to pieces, he's gonna he's, freaking beat you with a piece of wood. He's handling this big piece of wood. And that's what he was described as seeing. Sounds like defiance. Um, so Mr. Davis uh, claimed that this werewolf proceeded to then hit him over the shoulder with this piece of wood and it hit him and then after it hit him scampered off before he could react do anything he saw this it scared him it hit him and it took off so he went and told his friend that uh, I guess you could his co-worker we'll just say that told his co-worker he's working with um uh, Tom Jones is his name, not the singer, but just a local a local guy. Are we sure it's not the singer? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, just checking. I checked his schedule during this time, and he was in Boca. Yeah, he was recording a an album. Um, <clears throat> okay, I had no idea I made all that up. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so he said, uh, the werewolf after it ran off, it was running side to side like a caveman. He said, and it was grunting. Um, so he told Mister Jones, and he didn't believe him. Well, a week later, uh, him and Mr. Davis Mr. Jones were walking at work. It was about 3 a.m., and uh, they were walking down the railroad. And in the woods, between the railroad yard and the woods, they both saw it this time, a werewolf standing there. And they said they both reported it being about 7 to 8 feet tall. Um, no shirt, no shoes, but wearing the denim overalls or the jeans. That's where the, I think that's where the conflicting report was. One so whether it was overalls or jeans? Jeans, that's what it was, okay. yeah. That and then the two by four or the piece of wood. But this time he wasn't carrying anything. He said they both saw it. They both froze, saw it. Described to be seven, eight feet tall. Harry had the toe. Wearing the jeans or overalls. Um, they said it let out a howl and it just ran off into the woods. Then um, they also heard shortly after that a car come to like a screeching halt nearby. And they heard a person scream. And then supposedly an hour later the police said... Uh, there was another report of someone else seeing this werewolf. Um, they said it was a grocer on his way to work. Um, they had his name. I didn't write it down, but you can look that up. That's also in the newspaper article. Um, so the And the grocer also described it being a half... He described it as a dogman werewolf type creature. So the police, after this report, the police started an investigation. And uh, they looked into it, looked in for did all their search in um the police chief at the time his name was donald Breck- breckler he was quoted to say we don't know what to think but we are taking it seriously so they actually did a full-on investigation however they didn't come up with anything they didn't find anything they didn't have any more reports and then so that's the end of it so that was the end of the defiance dog man okay so you- I don't know the rest of this, but you do have a second story. There is a second story. So, so we'll take we'll wait. I got questions. Yep. So I was writing this stuff down. It is very rare in this kind of field to have, first off, the news involved like mm-hmm. this. That's awesome. Because that's a lot better way to verify stories. Not saying that the stories that aren't in the news aren't real. Fake news. But it's just easier to look up and then get names and then, you know... It's more verifiable. Yeah, the trail is a lot easier to find than right. when 
local. It, it just when it's not word of mouth, which is saying that those stories aren't true. But it's just easier to find name when you have a name and you have a story in the news. You're like, okay, well this happened and enough people took it seriously enough to make it on the news, or somebody was in, somebody big enough was involved, and then my other thing. So, yeah. So what do you think about the news? I guess so. I mean, not jump ahead too quick. No, that's okay. Um, because we're kind of speeding through this. Oh yeah, we are. And I'm not the best storyteller. I'm working on it. Maybe I'll get better at doing this over it, and over. It's, but it's gonna take time. Yeah, yeah. Not the public speaker, but here we go. Um, I think uh, with the news reports and the police report, I think the having the police report makes all the difference in the world in this one because they actually did the investigation. It's verifiable they actually did it, and I don't think they would really waste their time if it was all a hoax. Yeah, so that was my next thing is I have uh, police involved and confident. Right, yeah. That's what I wrote. Because that is weird in itself. That, I mean, look back at the Loveland Frogman. That's a story that the police got involved in. They kind of buried. Right. But in this one's not, you know. The police chief came out and said, we're, we're actually, something happened, it was weird, and we're looking into it. Right. We're not, you know, we're not, he's not trying to hide it, not trying to bury it. He admits it's weird. We're not sure yet. We're, you know, we're going to figure something out. Right, yeah. And I think that makes a huge difference. And I think it's a kind of shows not maybe the times we're in now. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like if this were to happen... Oh, what year was this? 1970... I said that right on the top. Yeah. 1972. So this is, you know, what, that's 30, 50 years ago now. The same this year after the second Frogman sightings. Oh, all in Ohio. So there was some, something swirling around in the... 70s was a heck of a time. Early 70s. I don't know. I don't think it was just the drugs, but... PG. Well, don't say any names. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, I will not. But you know, that was a time, a generation where there was a lot of stuff experimenting going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, it's more free. I seen a frog, the size of a man. Yeah, with a magic wand. And then I seen a dog wearing some denim jeans. And that clubbed me over the head with a. So that was the other thing. Is it? At least with this first story. He. The dogman's just doing something in this train yard. It was a train yard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the dogman's just doing something. This guy walks around, sees him. So, is it possible that he startled the dogman? And that's why the dogman hit him? I feel like the dogman, from or, what it seems to me, came, approached him. Tracking him. Yeah. Sought him out and hit him. Right, yeah. So, that was my, I guess one of my questions is, it seemed like... The only guy it interacted with negatively was him. Right. And it didn't hurt nobody else. It just, well, the whole time it was seen, it ran. I also think that grocer that saw him was alleged to be attacked by him. Oh, okay. So there um, was other yes. violent interactions. And I don't, but I don't know how violent it was. It didn't yeah. really get into that much Ju- detail. I mean, it could have jumped at him. Or right, yeah. It could have it thrown him against a tree. Right, yeah. It could have just showed some aggression, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Or I mean, postured. They were reports on the size of this thing. Um, so they described it as being seven to eight feet tall from what they saw. So very, very large. Yes. And I can, and I bet, you know, you kind of exaggerate things, especially when you're scared. Mm-hmm. But it's still, I would imagine, be big. Even if it's six to seven feet tall, that's still the large I mean, I can't wolf. tell you how many snakes I've removed from people's properties. And they tell me it's an eight or ten foot snake. Right. And it's a death machine. And it's like a four foot rat snake. Yeah. <laughs> and... You just pick the thing up and it just looks at you. Right. But yeah, you know, when you're scared, mm-hmm. I mean, this as a, a werewolf looking at a creature, you're gonna, you're terrified. Yeah, I'd be a little frightened. So it's good, you know, your story's gonna. Especially if it's wearing clothes. I, th- I or don't jeans. know. I, yeah, I don't know if that makes it weird, weirder, or. I don't know if that's scarier or not scarier. I think it's just enough to throw you off to make yeah, you, like, what is going on why here? Why are you wearing pants? <laughs> So, and then it was seen by the, the pair of workers again at 3 a.m. Correct. That's what you said, right? Yes. And allegedly on a full moon. Now, they they said that yeah. this is what the part You guys is, can't see my hand motions, but I did the... Uh, typical, yeah. like... Um, this is what kind of threw me off with the story. Um, it said that the werewolf is only seen on a full moon night, but there was it was seen twice on two separate nights a week apart. So one of them couldn't have been a full moon night. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, 
I used to know where that part of the legend came from, and now it's gone out of my head. The lore behind yeah. it? And that's kind of, if I remember right, so somebody, please do not crucify me if I'm wrong on this. But I don't, I think that's really recent. Hmm. And it may be even the like 19th century recent. Yeah. Uh, with the full moon stuff. Man, with all that, I mean, who knows? Who knows? And same with the silver. I think that's Ooh. really new, too. That'll come up in the next story a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, foreshadowing. Yeah. So, is the next story in the same area? So, it's London, Ohio. Ooh. So, the werewolf of London. Ah, ooh. Mm-hmm. No Warren Zevon. Is it Zevon or Zevon? I have no idea. I don't know either. I, I like that song. So before we move on to the next story and we take our little pause break, what else? Anything else about the Defiance story? So that's about all the info I found on it. It's just. You ever known it was seen again besides those couple times? Or? <laughs> um, not that I'm aware of. I think that was the only account of it being seen there specifically. And I also don't know if it was seen. If it's called the Defiance Werewolf because it was seen in, like, the City of Defiance, but there's also the County of Defiance. I don't know if it was also seen, like, how how stretched the area is outside of just this town of I Defiance. I do think, and I didn't do any research on this. Like I said, we didn't, I didn't know until the even the premise of this episode until about five minutes before we started recording. I think there's a, the Dogman of uh, Bowling Green is a real thing, too. Okay. And like we said, those are... 15 miles apart. Yeah, it's not far. And I don't know anything really about that story. I just know it's a thing. Maybe we'll follow that up next week. Yeah. And, uh... and I think, so, one of our big episodes this season later on will probably be, like, we're doing the big Bigfoot episode next week. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do a Dogman episode. Uh, we are in the Midwest. That is the the home range of the Dogman. Uh, it just seems like, you know, it's, it's big in Wisconsin and Michigan. Uh, we have some in Ohio. Uh, Indiana, and Illinois. Uh, as far as I know, I'm not a dogman expert. Don't claim to be. Right. I do know a little bit about some of the stories. The Michigan one is the big one. Uh, the Legend of Seven, or the Legend of Years Ending with Seven, was completely... If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there's a song called Legend 97 by Steve Cook. And it came out in the 90s, I'm going to say. I'm just going to say a year. I don't know. Uh, but it was a, it was a tale, it's a song about telling about the story of the dog man, uh, Manistee. Oh, okay. Up in Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, and part of the song is that he appears every ten years on years that end in seven. Hmm. And then every year that ends in seven, tons of reports. That's not a real part of the legend. Steve Cook blatantly admits he made that up for the song. Yeah. Uh, he had a song, you know, he was doing a song, and it just, it fit. Yeah. So roll with it. Yeah, and uh, he's he's a, he was a, a radio DJ up there, it was for a Halloween one year, so he made a song specific, you know, it's, it's a really good song, if you guys like this kind of stuff, and uh, Senior Pinch has a Dogman song called the Dogman Blues, that is a banger, he is a great artist. Guys, go listen to Senior Pinch. Senior Pinch. That's a man with real talent, unlike us who are just sitting in front of a mic. <laughs> All right, so anything else about this story before I t- we take our little pause? Oh, no, no, that's the Defiance Dog Man. I hope you uh, enjoyed that little, uh, little story of our local legend here. All right, we'll be right back, guys. We're going to take a little break. back part two part two we're sticking with the werewolves in ohio all right so story number two this will be the werewolf of london ohio not the song but you know what maybe he should write a new song about this one maybe we will maybe senior pinch might there we go (laughs) but okay so this uh takes place in 1981 10 years nine years after the last story London, Ohio is about uh, probably 20 miles or so southwest of Columbus. Yeah, it's straight down uh, 23 and then like five miles over. Okay. Okay, so that, yeah. Outside of Columbus, let's just call it that. It's just south of Columbus. I worked at, uh, I've done work there at the Fish Hatchery. 
Oh, of course. That's a state hatchery. <laughs> they produce, uh, they buy eggs from, I, no, guys, this has been a bit since I've done this, but they buy eggs from Montana for our rainbow trout and brown trout. Oh, wow. Uh, and they raise them there. They also raise all of our muskie. Well, they raise half the muskie the state releases. Uh, muskie are like the worst fish to try to raise because they're su- they're just they're just so much they they cannibalize so fast. The funnest fish probably to catch. Yeah, I don't know about stocked muskie. Oh, gotcha. Like I don't know. I feel like that's taking a big chunk of the. If you guys are fishermen, muskie are kind of like the crown jewel. Uh, they're extremely hard to catch because they're very intelligent and they're very skittish. Even though they're large size, it doesn't take much to just put them off, you know, put them off the bait, put them off food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hooking one and catching one is a feat. They're powerhouses. Uh, they're head shakers like no other. Um, we have several on the wall. Jay's got a big one. I got two on the wall. Yeah, but you got, uh, what was the one you caught when you were young? Oh, I caught one. A 48-incher. Yeah, I mean, that's a... When I was only 48 inches tall. Yeah, that's a big muskie. I mean, a, I don't care who you are. That's a... On a Zebco, uh, what was it, 404? 404, yeah, yeah. the little kid's reel. With no steel leader. So, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm even impressed now by that. I wasn't at the time, but... Yeah, no muskie or... Now I understand That's a, a large muskie, and that's a hard fish to dress like. But this is not a fishing podcast. Right, right. Maybe we'll have another one. There are some muskie cryptids. Ooh... So continue. All right. Maybe that was a future episode foreshadowing. Okay. So 1981, London, Ohio. There's a couple uh, name of Keith and Diane, um, and, and they also have a four-year-old daughter. So Keith worked a lot. He was working an apprenticeship from what I understand. And so the wife and the daughter were home quite often. And uh, so one day the wife, Diane, is at her sink washing dishes, and she sees a pair of yellow eyes outside her window by the woods. And they had just bought this house in the outside of like so london's a town city or whatever mm-hmm. they bought one out in the country you know outside of it so they're out in the woods and stuff so she sees a pair of yellow eyes um out like are on the edge of the woods but she, as she's doing the dishes didn't think nothing of it you know it could be deer or whatever coyote what anything out there and uh so she leaves the kitchen goes to the living room looks out the other window now she sees the yellow eyes again, except this time it's right outside the window, standing up, staring right back at her. And uh, this one freaked her out. Uh, she said, uh, she described it as uh, being standing six to seven feet tall, um, and she was scared to death. And shortly after this, her husband came home, and she described him what she saw. And he didn't believe her. He just thought she was seeing stuff. So, you know, nothing, they didn't really do anything about it. But a month later, she starts hearing noises outside of her house. Um, she's looking outside the windows, and suddenly that creature reappears right in front of the window. Yellow eyes pop up right in front of her, staring right at her. So this scared her to death. She grabbed her daughter, closed all the curtains, shut off all the lights, didn't know what to do. She was going to the last curtain to close it. And as she's getting ready to close it, boom, this creature pops up again in the window. Scares her to death. She closed the, closed the curtains. And calls the sheriff's office. Or calls 911. 911 dispatches, you know, a few sheriffs to come investigate. So they come. They're looking all around the house. And at this time, the husband comes back home. They don't find anything. They don't find signs of anything. No creatures out there. Nothing's there. And so he's upset. That he still thinks she might be seeing things. He's upset. He, he called the sheriff. Wasted their time. So now they move forward later in the year. It's the first snowfall of the year. Um, Keith, the husband, is leaving early in the morning. He gets into his car to back out. When he looks in the rear view mirror, he sees the creature with yellow eyes staring right at him. And this startled him enough to where he jumped out of the car and looked back. It was gone, but he seen the tracks from behind his car in the fresh snow. And it was running along the side of his house. So he followed it. Um, the tracks led to the side of his house. They went up onto the roof of their porch and then up onto the second story onto the roof of the house. Saw the tracks going up there. So now he's freaked out when he sees this. And he calls his friend, his name's Dennis, calls him over. It says here he only lives a few minutes away. So he calls his friend and waits for him to arrive. So his friend arrives and sees Keith waiting there on his front porch, just sitting there with a gun in his hand. And then he describes to him what he saw. So they both are checking out the tracks. And uh, 
as they're checking out the tracks, they hear a rustling on the other side of the house. So they run around. They don't see anything, but they see tracks that looks like something had jumped down from the roof and ran off into the woods. So they both now are, they both measure it. It says here the tracks measure to be about 14 inches in length, and it does have claws in the tracks. It says they followed the tracks for uh, two miles through the woods, and it opened up to this clearing, um, and there was a tiny cabin in this clearing. And they followed the tracks and went right up to the cabin. So they went to the cabin and were investigating it. And uh, there's only one door, a couple windows, and then that's it. It's a small, it says here it was only a 15 by 20 foot cabin, so it was small. And uh, tracks led right up to it. They couldn't see inside the windows because they were, there was curtains on the inside you couldn't see in. So they're pounding on the door trying to get someone to come out and open up, and no one ends up coming. So they call Dennis's dad to come pick them up. He picks them up, sees they're both holding guns, and asks them, you know, what's going on. So they tell him the story of what they saw. And uh, they ask their dad if he knew who owned that house. And he says, yeah, I do. It's this guy named George, supposedly, and he works at, like, the local tire shop there in town. So they decide the next day they're going to take just a tire into their shop and see if they can get a glimpse of this guy and, you know, ask some questions. So they take the tire in, talk to the manager, you know, say, we need this fixed. And he says, they said he rolled, they rolled the tire, the manager rolled the tire to the back, and out of the back came this guy. Um, supposedly it was George. And it was, they said it was like a lanky, lanky, pale, um, just guy, comes out of the shadows in the back, picks up the tire, and when he picks it up, he looks over at the two men, and they all lock eyes. And they describe this George as having like these yellowish colored eyes. And they said he quickly looked away and down from him and took the tire to the back. And they waited around so they can get another glimpse of him or talk to him when he comes back out to bring the tire back out. They said when it came, when the tire was done, he didn't come out. He just rolled the tire from the back to the manager up to the front. So they never got to see him. So fast forward a little bit further. They didn't get really any info other than just what they saw this guy. George was his name. So fast forward, they find out George has died. They get a report. This is shortly after their encounter, this encounter with him. They find out he's dead. And supposedly that Dennis guy was friends with the local sheriff there. So there, he picks up uh, Keith, and he's driving him out to the cabin. And that Keith figures out you know, where they're going, says he doesn't want to go back there. And that's when he tells him that George had died. So they decide to go on just and see what's going on. So when they're pulling up to the cabin, there's a sheriff there waiting um, blocking off the road so no one can come in. But since they know the sheriff, he he lets them in to show them like what's going on, because it's just them there. So they get inside. He shows them inside, and when they open the cabin, the only thing in the cabin is a chair, a table, a lantern, and a jar of silver coins is what they described. Silver coins. Yes, and that's the only thing in the house. There's no food. There's no other furniture. There's no like TVs. No pictures on the wall. Just this cabin with this chair and the table and the lantern and the jar. So they told the sheriff, like, okay, this is really weird. And he says, well, that ain't the weirdest thing. <laughs> that ain't the weirdest So they told him, he said, see that curtain over there? Look, go look behind that curtain. So they walk over the curtain, they pull it to the side, and there's a big steel-plated door. And so they open the door, and they said there's a small little steel-plated room in this door. And then in that room was also his dead body. Supposedly, this. So I heard two stories, two that I've read. One, his body was in there. The other, uh, they just found the room. So I don't know if that's where they found him dead, or if they just found the room after investigating his death. I don't know for sure. But in this door, they found shackles, and they found claw marks all over the walls. So it looked like you know something was chained down in there. Um, the sheriff and the two guys believe that this George was a werewolf. And um, supposedly George is buried in an unmarked grave in London, Ohio. And that's the end of the London werewolf story. I got some questions on this one. All right, let's go. This one... This one's a little bit more... Uh, it's a unique story. And congratulations. You have one. I have never even heard about. All right, that's a first. I'm that's in, that's impressive. I'm not an expert on any of this by any means yet. But you but, are an enthusiast. Yeah, I've 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 heard, I've listened, I've read 
a lot about a lot. Uh, so, yellow eyes. Yes. Both see with the Defiant story and the London story, they both described it as glowing yellow eyes. Glowing or reflective? Did so, they say glowing? I think they said glowing. Both of them said glowing. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. So that's no, as far as we know, and some may argue about Sasquatch. No terrestrial animal has glowing eyes. Right. Uh, there are some deep sea creatures. They actually, their eyes don't glow, but they have uh, bioluminescent pits right under their eyes. Mm. They help them. They put light out to help see better. So that's just one thing. It just odd. Yellow eyes. So they are both. So the first time they were seen, it followed the lady like almost instantly around the house. That's what it seems. Yeah. So to me, that must seem like there was two of them. Oh, yeah. Or just it was that fast. That's what I just had down. Was there more than one? And they were just all looking in. And that kind of, that's the only part of this story at all that seems Sasquatchy. And I'm not saying anything that this is a Sasquatch. I don't think Sasquatch and Dogman are the same thing. Mm-hmm. You say that in some circles of people eat you alive. Right, yeah. They're not the same thing. <laughs> I just, it's kind of weird to me. Sasquatch are known to just watch. Look in windows. I mean, they're window peepers. They will. They'll just, that's their entertainment. That, that just, I had that little note. Uh, I wrote down a lot of little notes, guys. So the guy thought his wife was crazy. So I kind of wonder if there was other things that made him think that his wife may not have been on the level. Yeah. Because it's kind of weird. If your wife's normal, fine, one day. And then out of nowhere, she's like, there's a dog man looking in the window. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a little different if... Last week, she's seen an ostrich looking in the window, you know. Yeah. And this is not a new thing versus, yeah, there's somebody looking in the friggin' windows at night, like. What I could see maybe with him not not believing her, maybe not wanting to believe her, is they just bought this house. Mm-hmm. They just moved in, and he, you know, you're a guy, and you just get, you know, your own little stake of land, your piece of property. Right, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you don't want to be. Crazy. You don't, yeah, you want to rule that stuff out, because. That's yours, you know? You don't want to so lose that. Yeah. He was very creepy. Stalking the family, almost seemed like. Right. Now, we'll get into final thoughts on both of these here in a little bit. But, uh, do you think he was just the dog, the dog man, the wolf, the werewolf? We, we don't know what it is, which one it is, but do you think he was stalking the family, or do you think he was just watching the family? It almost seems like he was just watching because I feel like if he was stalking, he could have had an opportunity. Do you think he was waiting to maybe get the kid? Ooh, that's a good question. Because he mostly was only seen, originally, with just the wife and the kid. Right. And that's kind of predatory instinct, you know. When the male's gone. Yeah, and then you if you want the, you want the kid or you want the old one. It's just what happened. So that's kind of, you know, something that's weird. Well, and I don't know, because I don't know werewolf lore or... Too much about werewolves. That's I, a, it's a whole podcast. I bet. So I don't. I'm not too well versed in that that area. But I don't know. Like if if a guy does transform into a werewolf, does his mental state change? Is he aware of what he's doing? Is he aware of his yeah. thoughts? And I got a note later about something about that. That I don't know. This story doesn't just sound werewolfy to me. I gotcha. if, if my inclinations are kind of correct. Um, Your spidey senses? Yeah. 14 foot track with claws. 14 inch. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. 14 <laughs> foot track. <laughs> this thing was a small kaiju. Uh, 14 inch. I, I did put the foot mark on my, on my note. Uh, so I can read. I just can't write. It reminds me of the movie. This is Spinal Tap. I don't know if you've ever seen mm-hmm. that. I will pass. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. But uh, with claws, so everybody at home, uh, I mean, I'm looking at three different Bigfoot casts right now, uh, two of which are from Tom Shea and considered to be about as authentic as they get. I mean, there's every chance they're fake, they're hoaxed. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are, but that's me. Uh, they're Tom Shea's out of his, you know, his personal collection of he's collected. Uh, if you know who he is, he is a big name in Bigfoot research. 
Uh, Bigfoot don't have claws. Right. They don't. Uh, they most likely have nails. And that's the difference. I mean, we can we might get into that next week. There's been like hair and fur. Oh, okay, okay. And nails and claws. Because mm-hmm. those are big differences that separate specifically primates from other mammals. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're, you know, getting down to brass tacks on some of these things. Um, so a 14 foot, or 14 foot track, a 14 inch track, I still have the foot mark on it. <laughs> uh, a 14 inch track with claws is, you know, that's saying something. And that's not very, that's not huge for a Sasquatch. It, I keep comparing it to Sasquatch just because Dogman does get compared to Sasquatch a lot. Uh, their behaviors are completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, they are the other big guy in the woods that I don't think you have to look out for a Bigfoot. I don't, I think you really got to work on something special to get a Bigfoot to hurt you. Yeah. Dogmen or werewolves, they'll get you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of their M.O. Um, let's see. Uh, is it this a werewolf, a dogman? Or a skinwalker. Ooh, interesting. I never thought about that. Because just kind of the, the the very pale, sickly nature... Uh, what was his name? John? Uh, George. George. The pale, sickly nature of George. My thing was that his eyes stayed yellow. Yeah. I'm not... Well, I'm not an expert on anything like this, but... Skinwalkers give up a lot of stuff to gain that kind of power. I mean, they're wicked. That's the point. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pretend to know which cultures, which Native American cultures the Skinwalkers present. It's in a couple of them. But it matters which culture you're in. You either have to gain this power. One of the final steps is you have to kill a loved one. Or it's like, it involves a human, basically a human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And some of them talk about them being children hmm. to finish the process. Hmm. So is this why George wanted this kid? Is that he didn't want trouble, so he was waiting, biding his time, and he got caught. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. I like that. Uh, that could be way off base, but I just something about it seemed kind of skinwalkery to me. Um. Did George fake his death? Because in some of the, like you said, one of the, a couple of reports, they found the body. Yeah. A couple of reports, they didn't. It's just, it wasn't mentioned, that part. So did he maybe just move on? Because he, he knew, you know, did he know he was getting close to getting caught? Mm-hmm. You know, I blew my cover. This is, I gotta, you know, it's time to skedaddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so something like that. Did he fake his death or did he, you know, did he really die? It depends on which story. Did they find a body? They didn't fake his death. Did they find a body? Or, yeah. Or didn't they find a body? Right, yeah. We're diving deeper into. And here's a really weird question that you didn't cover. Okay. And I'm curious this answer. Who reported George's death? Oh, good question. Because did the sheriff just go out to his house and be like, yeah, he's dead in his, you know. Let's see if that... If I can find something on that real quick. You look into that. Let's do some... I think the most likely one is his boss, if he didn't show up for a couple days. Mm, okay. May have reported something. Uh, but I, that's what I was thinking about. Who reported this guy's death? I mean, obviously he didn't have anybody. He didn't live with anybody. Right, yeah. Or did he? Um, I know, supposedly not. Well, supposedly. Here, you can hear me out. Okay. I got thoughts. Okay. So who reported his death? But Jay's looking into that, so I'll kind of move on to my next thing. So if he had shackles and stuff in this room, Mm -hmm. who was hooking him up and unhooking him? What what if it was himself to protect? Well, then it's not very good if you can reach the key. Right. Maybe maybe there were certain times where he just knew. I think maybe. I better lock myself up. I think maybe going back to my first part, that there was kind of almost seemed like there was two of them. Oh, gotcha. Ooh. That maybe, maybe... One was locking up the other? Yeah. Or And they had each other's keys or something. I don't know. This kind of seems... This really kind of seems like there's some spots or maybe there's a second entity involved. That makes sense. That's just me. What? Or here's another theory. What if... Uh, just popped in my head. What if uh, 
he started building the little room to uh, stop what he was doing. Maybe that's how he killed himself. Just one day. He just didn't want to do it? What, did, was, didn't want to do it anymore. So I guess that's it. when you're splitting the hairs. Is he a werewolf or is he yeah, maybe. a skinwalker? Right. If you're a skinwalker, you want it. If you're a werewolf, you know, this is a curse. Yeah. yeah. You don't want this. Maybe he locked himself up and had himself, you know, finished himself off that way. Mm-hmm. Couldn't escape, couldn't feed, couldn't do whatever he needs to do when he switches over. All right. I got one more question. Jay's looking this thing up. If you can't find it, you can't find it. I doubt you'll have anything on it. It's just kind of a weird thought of who reported his death. I'm going to assume it was the tire shop boss after a couple days. Yeah, that would that would be more logical. That's kind of like a small town thing. Right. You know, if you're in a big city and you just show up for work, they're just going to fire you and that's it. They don't care. You're in a small town, which London, even today, is not a big town. No, it's not. So, I mean, it's bigger than where we're from, but it's still not. Yeah, London, Ohio, just by the way, just so everybody understands, we're not talking about London, Texas. Or London, UK. <laughs> it's uh, very small. <laughs> I guess, okay, here's my biggest question. What's with the silver coins? Said so there's nothing, nothing said about that. They just said it was there. Was he getting paid in silver coins? Just know. had a jar. He had a chair, a table, and a jar of silver coins and a lantern. Maybe there's some sort of. Was he? Well, there's... if you go on the involuntary werewolf path, was he using this as kind of a way to keep himself in check? Possibly. Yeah. Isn't isn't it with what is it with silver and werewolves? Isn't there some sort of link? Yeah, yeah, I don't know the actual or is that story. Vamp- what's what's no, the silver it's, bullet? Yes, yeah, werewolves. That is werewolves. Okay. Yeah, but werewolf or silver is considered holy. You know, we make surgical instruments out of silver because it's self sterilizing. Ah, okay. I did not. Uh, so maybe I didn't know that. That's why silver historically has a lot of precedence. Is because not only is it just a precious metal. Okay. It's a metal that has significant uh, human value by just surgical tools. Okay. Like everything they make is like is is uh like silver like silver plated or stuff because ster- well, sterling silver doesn't gather any bacterial colonies okay that makes sense till it corrodes and uh, then you get you know when it tarnishes then it's then it can build susceptible then you gotta clean it so was he like eating a coin like a pill ah uh, maybe it just seems weird that like coins. Why coins? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it'd probably be the easiest way to get obtain silver. Yeah, probably to, to get silver. You know, maybe if, uh, maybe uh, he, maybe the wife was wearing like silver earrings, and that's why he was drawn to like. Oh, I need to. I get think he those. wanted that kid. I think I he need... wanted that kid. <laughs> uh, no matter who, what, what thing he was, he wanted that kid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of weird stuff, and these are one-off stories. Yeah, for Ohio dogmen or Ohio werewolves. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how the dogman community feels about werewolves. I, I don't I just don't know that question. Right, yeah, it's not our uh, main area. I'm 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 way more into getting into it cuz it's a lot of the Sasquatch areas we're going to start doing research in overlap with dogman stuff. Yeah. I don't want to run into a dogman. Uh Sasquatch I I've seen a Sasquatch. I don't care if I ever see one again or not, because I don't need that. That's me. That uh, experience again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need that. But I'm not like I'm not scared of seeing a Sasquatch again. A dog? Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with. Like in the wild, like yeah, that thing's gonna rip your arm off and beat you to death with it. I hope you're armed. If you ever do run across, I don't think it matters. Maybe not. Maybe silver bullets. It might. Yeah, and we talked about that. Uh, I, I don't know if we talked about that in the break or not. I don't know where the silver... I think... Now, I've done zero research. I don't think the... I think the silver's a new thing. Okay. Uh, like 19th century lore. I don't think it's original werewolf lore. And it may have been in a movie in the 30s. Maybe it, uh, Hollywood does like to create... Uh... And I think that everybody else is just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, this is it. So this poor George is out here eating, swallowing silver coins trying to cure himself of lycanthropy. <laughs> and it's not working. And then he just died. <laughs> he probably died because he was swallowing silver coins. Yeah. Did they check his throat? That's, That's not a 50 cent piece. Yeah, <laughs> lodged in there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm looking up this story and I can't find uh, anything about 
Them real finding quick, his body or real quick look up where uh Silver and Werewolves come okay. into I'm just curious. Yeah, I should have a laptop for this. Maybe maybe one day down the line. I'll be We're getting there. I'll be quick on the on the keyboard. Um okay, so werewolves and silver. This is from Wikipedia.com. You know, I think it's funny in high school. This is a tangent. This episode's got a couple tangents for me. I think it's funny in high school that we're just like, we're not allowed to use Wikipedia as a source. But now everybody, it's the first, it's always the first thing that pops up and everybody uses it. That's true. Oh yeah, I remember we got scolded for using Wikipedia in school. Now it's, a, it's everything is Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And you can't even trust it. It's just people writing stuff down. Even if you try to change it to, I mean, so there's some stuff I found there that's not true, but it's up, which is funny. But, okay, let's see here. Hey, they're lycanthropy, is that what you said? Yeah. That's the name of the disease for werewolves. Oh, okay. They, yeah, good call. You know, so you know a little thing or two. I know everything about everything. Um, I'm I try- tell Jay all the time, I have a working knowledge of the universe. <laughs> the inner machinations of your mind are I, an enigma. I probably know something about everything, and it's probably wrong. It says here, um, silver is a common ward against evil throughout mythology and its representations. Silver has been fictionally used to kill many types of creatures and monsters, but using it against werewolves is the most universally accepted trope. Um, I'm not really. It's just saying they. We'll look it up. We'll have another. Yeah. We'll have. A, I I have we'll a have plan a, for later on. Me we'll, and Jay are going to come up with a schedule, but I think we're going to do Dogman later on this season. Uh, the Michigan Dogman specifically. Okay. Uh. While we're doing so much Dogman stuff, is there's going to be the Ohio-Indiana chapter of... I don't want to say the name wrong, but it's the Dogman research people. It's like the Dogman research. I'll pull it up. I'll put the link in the on the Facebook page and everything. But uh, I think we're going to try to vend their show. Oh, sweet. Uh, and that's in October. I don't know where in Ohio, but it's in Ohio. So I is, signed us up for it. Isn't there a Dogman conference in Indiana? Yeah, so it's the both. It I think the Ohio and the Indiana chapter is going together this year. Oh, okay, cool. And it's going to be in Ohio, so I'm going to assume it's going to be somewhere on this side of the state. Oh, that yeah. would make the most sense. Right, yeah. Ohio, Indiana, border. Yeah, I mean, I put it. It's probably either going to be. It's not Fort Wayne. Uh, because it's in Ohio, not Indiana, but it's hey, going to be. Maybe it's in Defiance. It could be. I mean, I think it's going to be somewhere on the border, but I think it's probably going to be somewhere right in the middle yeah. of the state. Some little oh, okay. town's going to get real lucky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's give... Oh, and while we're on the yes. subject of Dogman, there's a movie, and you can find it on YouTube. I'll see if you have ever seen it. It's called Freaked. You ever heard of it? Isn't that a Disney movie? It's not a Disney movie. This is a older... It's not. It's not. It's like a cult classic. It's very Freaked. much a cult movie. Um, it has Randy Quaid in it, um, probably the biggest actor. Um, Alex Winter, the, the other half of Bill and Ted, not Keanu Reeves. Okay. The other half. Um, but there is a dog man in that movie, and the actor who plays him is uncredited in the movie, but he's a famous actor. So I, I encourage you guys. It's a funny movie. It's kind of got, got a little scary. It's it's almost like a, it's a comedy, but it's also a scary movie. It's mm. it's it's fun. It's it's a fun movie. It's weird. Um, it's called Freaked. But uh, I encourage you guys watching it, and then let let us know if you know who plays the dog man in that movie, because he goes uncredited in the role. But yeah, I wanted to give that movie a shout out. It's on YouTube. You can find it. It's a good one. Highly recommended. Hmm. What was I gonna say? Oh, you ever interrupt me again like that? I'll cut your toe off. Oh yeah. I'm, okay. <laughs> I only I'm got nine care. left. But uh, you only have nine toes. Well, after the last episode when I cut you off. Oh yeah. I forget things. I I have problems. <laughs> uh, so let's give some final thoughts on these. Or I guess are just our thoughts in general. So let's go back up to Defiance, nineteen seventy two. Okay. What do you think? So I believe that one really happened. I I do. Um, I mean, police report, news report. I mean, that's pretty right. Pretty legit. That's pretty and substantial. And, and it's know. nothing like too far fetched, other than being a werewolf. If you if you believe that, so you think it's a werewolf, not a dog, man. I, I'm, or do you think they're different? Or what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> I do think dogmen and werewolves are different. All right, good, because I don't think they'll invite us to the conference of right. <laughs> the same thing. I don't, I don't think... Uh, I do think in this case, the Defiance one, that it was... I do believe it was a werewolf in this 
instance. Um, if you believe that these things can exist, I think this one sounds legitimate enough to have actually did exist. Even though it's just this one story, but there's so much, uh, well, there's a paper trail involved in this one. It's three stories. Right, right, right. There's three different groups of witnesses. But it was in one little short yeah. time span. And I, I tend to believe this that one is a legitimate one. Could it have been a Bigfoot wearing a Dogman costume? Ooh. Wearing blue jeans? To blend in? They are smart. That's a lot. I mean, it's... Was uh, it Halloween? It wasn't Halloween, was it? Not that I'm aware oh of. Oh my gosh. No. It, then it would be really smart if it was a Bigfoot. I mean, if it's Halloween, you can, uh, Sasquatch just walk out. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good costume. Yeah, especially with the blue jeans and everything. Mm -hmm. He was going to every detail. Um... I think I'm right there with you. I do believe this happened from the information you've given me. And if he's giving me false information, I apologize, people. I'll have another uh, toe cut off. I'm, I'm not associated episode. with this man. <laughs> uh, but no, I do. With the with the paper trail, I, it's very... We talked about it last time. Uh, not last time. Two times ago. Yeah. With the, the, with all the... three of the stories we've done so far have had decent amount of names. Mm-hmm. Just in stories, newspaper. This one has a police report. And you know you, you can still look up the newspaper article online right now. So yeah, so there you go. I I believe it happened. I'm on Werewolf page. I don't think it was a dog man per se. Mm -hmm. I think dog man. So when you talk about dog man, I think dog man are purely. I think demonic beings. They always seem to be so true. Dog man sightings are super aggressive. They don't, most of them, they don't care if they're seen. Yeah. It's like, you know, because when I take 20 steps in this woods, I'm not here anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, I think they're, it's a very different present. When we talk about Sasquatch and how Sasquatch behave versus Dogman and how Dogman behave, there's a humongous difference. If Dogman were fully here all the time, we'd have one. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they just stand in front of you, they stare you down, they've been shot, you know, they don't. They don't care. Uh, I think this was a werewolf, like you said. So let's hop down to London, 1981. So this one... This has a lot. There's a, there's a lot to it. I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one. I think it could be legitimate, could be real. I don't know because it just seems a little too much of like a Hollywood story type. You know, just a good story. It's very... Yeah, I'm sure it's been... It definitely... It, streamed down over the years. Right. And... You know, it could be a lot. Now, do we have any police reports or anything like that from this one? So this one I did not, other than what they say, so. I don't think I had, there's anything on the record. I don't know, but I I, I got to do a little bit more research. This on is it. very story. Yes, very much. And this one came up after I did the Defiance one. This one, I found this one and I just kind of put it together at the end. Um, but it was interesting, so I wanted to include it. So I so I there's probably some more research to do, but maybe if we find some actual paper trail on this one, we can follow up with that. But as far as I'm a little on the fence on this one, I would like to believe it really happened, but I don't know if these people are real or not. You know, I don't know if the sheriff, if he can be, if he's still around, alive, can be, can verify any of this info. But it'd be fun to find out. I uh, definitely think. I don't know if this story happened. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's very... Creepypasta-y. Yeah, it's it's very... Yeah, it's very story. Mm -hmm. There's... Like, the Defiance one... That's a story, but... What happened? I mean, he hit somebody with a piece of wood, and that was it? That's... Yeah. And then he was seen wearing pants? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... Gonna get... I mean, it's gonna sell newspapers, don't get me wrong, but it's not like... They're going to come back and make a movie about it. Right, yeah, right. Now, this George guy, that could be a movie. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty, you know, good premise. That's, you know, you got intrigue. It's very story, mm -hmm. like you said. Cabin like, in the like Woods. Like you said, yeah. It's very campfire story. Right, yeah. And not saying it didn't happen. I don't, at this current point, with the information I have, I don't think it happened. Right, That's. I think that's where I am, too. Uh, now, if somebody... If there's a newspaper article, or, you know, there's something else that we don't have that might change my opinion. If, if it is real, it seems werewolfy. But, I mean, the but, steel room, mm -hmm. the jar of silver coins, the guy's yellow eyes lanky, 
uh, at the tire shop. Like, does that? How does that not seem story? Just yeah, the only thing that kind of doesn't seem story is they give last names to these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that just doesn't happen a lot. I just because Williams was their last name. I believe. I can't remember the two uh, people. Pretty sure that's what I read. But but anyways. No, this is a long episode. I just looked at the clock. Yeah, that's all right. I'm happy. Uh, so that's kind of our thoughts on this. Um, so yeah, good job, Jay. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm happy. You know, it's our first... I'm going to call this a werewolf episode, not dogman episode. I don't want to make the dogman people upset. Right. Because I believe there is very significant uh, differences. Similar creatures, but... Very, but different. very different origins yeah. is what I think. Mm -hmm. Covergent evolution. If that's what it is. No, it's just, they just happen to look. I think it's because, as far as history goes, dogs are man's best friend. They're our most loyal tool. And now to have a cursed one or a demonic one after you, that's just like poetry. Right, yeah. That just ain't right. Um, and so, good job, Jay. Very thorough. So the next couple of weeks we have kind of planned. We kind of have booked out. Uh, once again, Bigfoot questions. The big questions of Bigfoot will be next week's episode. That'll probably be a long episode. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance because we're going. I think we're going to try to get down to ten questions. I just I make this up as I go, <laughs> and Jay just shakes his head like yep. we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but well, do we talk about it sober or not? That's a whole different that's story. A different bag of worms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll do that. Uh, so if you guys have big Bigfoot questions, the email is hardenbigfoot at gmail dot com. H a r d i n b i g f o o t at gmail dot com. Uh, I'll have a link in the. Uh, in the bio uh, or you can get us on facebook and that's cryptids of the corn on facebook you'll see a really killer bigfoot stand in the corn and he does have maybe later on a dogman banner the same like the same setup Ooh, what's his name again let's give him a shout out P the phl design yes and he got us on facebook he's a cool guy uh i just i forgot his real name uh he made a really nice post about us he's a really sweet guy um, oh, I, I think I have his name right here, actually. No, oh. what else was I saying? Yeah, so, and you have, so we do have a surprise Saturday, as long as everything works out. But if you would like to be an interviewee, or if you have a story that we could share and talk about, you don't have to be here if you'd like to record it and send it to us, or just write it down and send it to us, we can fully, no names. Uh, uh, his name is, I'm not going to try it, I'm not going to disrespect him. I'm going to give it a go. Okay. Then. Per Lundmark? Per Lundmark is the designer's name that did our banner. Uh, anyways, yeah, if you guys have stories and stuff you'd like us to talk about or you'd be really willing to share with us, I have a couple people lined up. Uh, but, I, you know, it's I think it's better when we... If it's a story of a person... We don't have to know you, but it's better when it's firsthand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so you can get us on Instagram, Facebook, or the email. I'll put all the links below. Um, if you have, a, if you want us to answer one of the big, uh, big Bigfoot questions, you know, please put that question somewhere. I'll find it. Um, we're halfway to our two hundred listens goal for this season, and we're not even halfway through this season. Right. Yeah. So I'm very impressed, and that's to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll keep throwing my checks at this stuff. <laughs> as long as people keep listening right yeah same here uh so and we have i mean we put decent money into this not i mean nothing outrageous crazy, but... but i enjoy it oh yeah it's very fun um so i think that's it we gotta come up with a better way to end these yeah i didn't do any work this episode it was all jay so i was really <laughs> lazy but uh yeah i should have wrote a little ending thing so i make sure i have my points Hey, these are just goals. These did are... I mention the Beast of Bosco earlier, the corrections? Um, if I did, I'm going to do it again real quick, right before we go. Okay, I know this is going to be a long episode. We're over an hour. Good idea. Uh, Beast of Bosco, there is a chunk of the story I left out. 
it is my apologies. Uh, like I said, that was kind of Easter week, and I kind of rushed and just got the story. It's the Native American part of the legend. We're going to have a Native American episode. Foreshadowing. So, in the Ohio Native American legends. That's going to be in there. So, I'm just going to save it just for that. So, just so everybody knows, the Beast of Bosco, there is another part of that story I left out. It's going on a separate episode. Uh, we're going to probably get three or four of these Native American legends of Ohio, Indian, you know, the Midwest. Uh, and where the corn grows. Yeah. We'll do a little bit of Appalachian stuff because Ohio is kind of on the, Ohio's the border state between Appalachia and the flatlands. Yeah, it's at the foothills that's, of that. Yeah, that's why our intro's from the rolling hills to the flatlands because that's Ohio. Spans, spans all of Ohio, yeah. Um, Heartland of America. Yeah, but I think that's it. I have been Justin. And I have been Jay. And you are currently listening to Crips of the Corn. We'll catch you actually later this week. Bye, guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.